0: Thank you for tuning into Sweet Reverse. We are doing a thing. So we are closing our season one and I couldn't think of a better person to end this season with. So I interview a social worker and a now day hero. And one of the things she told me was, when you are helping people, you have to be able to separate what you want from them from what they want for them. Okay, that's how you're able to keep your peace. That's how you're able to go to sleep at night. And that's how you're able to keep going every day with the same intensity. When you're able to separate, let go, let God and know that you're bringing them your best. That's when that's when things start to happen. And so Jennifer dropped a lot of nuggets. So let me know what you think and let me know what's your favorite. All right. I love you. All right, so first tell us a little bit about what um, aspect of social work are you in? So I
1: have been working in hospice social work for gosh, I guess just four months. So okay. and before, before that I worked 20 years for child welfare. Um, and when I had ended that, Career. I was in state office, and so I was doing more administrative, um, policy, practice, training. And so in this role, I get to do direct practice with families, and um, just help walk them through the end of life. Mm. But that also comes with things like Sometimes people will call in an adult protective service referral or something. So helping the caregivers walk through that process too. So I work with a team um, that has a nurse case manager, which is an RN and then an LPN and a home health aide. And so they go weekly to see the family, the, um, the person that's on our service. And then we have a social worker and a chaplain. And we go out generally one or two times a month. And we communicate quite a bit with the families, but we'll go to their homes um, one to four times a month and just check on their well-being. Is there anything they need? Are there community resources? Um, I'm doing my supervision hours for clinical, um, but that's not like the type. Like we don't offer um, clinical therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean as part of our service, we can okay. refer that out. But. Yeah. And that's,
0: and, and that, especially on the clinical part, that is quite all right, right? Here it is, that's just something that you're looking to add on to make um, you more efficient to your clients,
1: right? Yes. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Kind of, um, and look at it more, sometimes some of our social workers, our bachelor's level and I'm, I have my master's in social work and just to be able to offer that higher level of, um, processing things with them instead of just like, Hey, do you need a referral to a food bank? More like, let's talk about how we get our food for the next time. Kind of Mm -hmm. the difference would be in that clinical versus yeah,
0: I like that. I like that. So, social work so far, although very can be very stressful, um, you've seen to definitely rise above the stress. So, so, that's good. So, tell me about a time, tell me about something that actually keeps you going in social work because sometimes a lot of social workers get into it because they want to help people and then they get out of it because it just becomes too much.
1: Um, you know, I am really a, I don't, I mean, I don't want to sound hokey, but I am here to give you hope and to give you the tools to change. I can't do that for you, Mm. but I can give you all of these ideas and all of these, um, you know, okay. And then what happens next? Not, and to help, help people get outside of their own thoughts. I think that we forget. And so if I wasn't doing that myself, I would probably burn out. But um, I I do like, I'm an extrovert, but yeah. I do like being able to come in with a, diff- a different lens and say, hey, what about this? And um, so that's probably, I do see in social work profession a lot, there's some codependency. And, you know, with, with social workers. And so just to be aware of my boundaries and I, mm. I hate that word because sometimes it's like, it's not a wall, but I need to help people to be their best selves. And right. if I'm enabling them, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I think that's probably the longevity that I can, I can still keep going and not be like, I'm done. I'm going to go, you yeah. know, work at Target. Right. Which well, right. is a fun job. I've done it. But. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. I, right. I mean, Target and I are just best buddies. They they, they send me uh, um, advertising deals like, hey, guess what we have on sale? And I'm like, yes, you're reading my mind, Target. But, oh, no.
1: um... <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: But, um. But just to that point, like, I, I definitely agree with you when it comes to um, having that differentiation between enabling and supporting, right? And sometimes it can just be a, a difficult boundary to make just because, you know, as the professional that someone sought after. Sometimes you do want to say, I believe there's more. I see more in you. And sometimes you do want to push them through, you know, push them through the right the the finish line. Right. But it's like essentially they have to walk
1: themselves. Well that's some of our struggle working on a medical team is that sometimes the nurses will be like, oh, they have roaches. You have to fix this. Well they've lived with roaches for 30 years. And, um, it's, yeah, unless we have somebody coming in and saying it's detrimental to their health, you know, if they had an open wound or something, but we can't can't fix that. Then you can exterminate, but they're going to come back. I mean, yeah. So how do we just coexist? (laughs) So, yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: So you mentioned something earlier, which is you like to basically show people how to find the resources for themselves so that um, essentially they can fish for a lifetime, right? You don't just necessarily want to give them a fish, you teach them how to fish for themselves. So tell me um, a little bit about how you find your resources that go to
1: um, each in particular uh, case. So it may be something genetic because I have a 10-year-old who's just like this, Um, but what I like to meet people and I'm not so much, what do you do, but what commonalities do we have and where could you serve, you know, where do you like to serve, where can you serve, um, that kind of just always have that conversation, um. And when I see my child does that, like, oh, well, their dad is sick right now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, she does the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I think some of it's personality, but then some of it too, I'm not afraid to stop. And, um, like we just left a home and somebody said that their child delivers medical equipment. Okay. For what company? Because we need a different company. Like, I'm yeah. not afraid to ask questions, and mm. that's probably, and if somebody asks me a question, I'm not afraid to answer or get the information. Yeah. So probably that, just always the next question. I'm always um, up for the next question. Ooh,
0: I like that. I like that. So definitely one of those um, types of people where it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter the type of situation that you come across um, that even if you don't know the answer or you don't necessarily know the reason or um, have access to the resource that they may need just at that moment, you definitely drill down into, okay, you say you want this, but let's kind of drill down into why you think you need that so that um, you are more so answering needs rather than just wants.
1: Absolutely, right. Okay,
0: I like that. That's really good. That's really good. Um, So, tell me a little bit about how you like. How does it work with your team of social workers? Right. Like, how do you strengthen yourself as a as a social worker um, who is with other social workers? Shall I say, if
1: that is a thing? Hmm. Yeah. Um, We. You know, we talked today, we had a a meeting, our company covers the whole state. And our last meeting we discussed a caseload to do a a blank caseload is not really um, equitable because resources in Western Oklahoma are not the same that I have in Deer Creek and Um, Edmonds. My families need different types of resources. Mm -hmm. And, but in Western Oklahoma, I, I'm from out there and maybe they didn't plan for this type of end of life. So having that conversation and then we talked about, so we do a, um, a medical team meeting with our doctor every two weeks and it's an interdisciplinary team and we're all present. And sometimes the nurses will say like, oh my gosh, that grandson's in there doing this and just making all these judgment things. And, and we give that backstory of, well, there's some trauma and there's some, so really talking with each other about that, of how do we share and honor these families story and, um, a lot of times sharing, you know, we have families from Okinawa and, really sharing that difference of, you can't just go into someone's home and I'm gonna clean your wounds and move on. Mm. Um, There's a story behind everybody. And so what is your story and how does it impact the decisions you're making today? And so as a group, we try to process that out together without rehashing and respecting that family's story and privacy, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like where we're saying, So that, um, and really not getting in that negative, I mean, we do have a different sense of humor, you know, to be in the helping profession, but to not get in that, um, there, you know, when you have a patient that you're like, okay, this one's hard, find the good in that, you know, or find out why, why do you think they're so hard and what can you change?
0: And so we talk to each
1: other and call each other out too. Right. Like, well, have you tried this or maybe, maybe, and we're like, oh, you're right. It's probably me. So (laughs) it's probably me. Okay, you better. Okay,
0: you better. Um, because a lot of wow a lot of what i heard Cause see a lot of times people will get in a difficult situation now this is definitely goes be definitely going beyond just social work right a lot of times people can get in a situation where it's just difficult all in itself and it's like you know what i can't change this situation what i'm doing um, is just not good enough right in quotations um, let's try to find somebody right, else right. right but what you just said was instead of saying okay not that I can change this situation or what I'm saying is not changing the way that it looks right now what is this trying yeah. to teach me about me and how can right. I um, alter and adjust and strategically go and strategically communicate um, life into this situation in the way that it needs to be spoken I like I like, I like it you you better say let me stop pointing the finger at everybody else and and let's look at me internally wow
1: I really that's a, that's right a really and I good respect point. that I respect that about our team that and that's why we had the meeting last week because people getting kind of stressed we were like we have this team that is so healthy let's keep it that way you know, and um, Mm. that we can respect our differences and say, oh, thank you for saying that. It's not, it's coming from a place of love and growth, not
0: like a, like a, like antagonizing type of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not, I'm trying to get you in trouble or you're, I'm smarter than you. It's, hey, maybe let's try this. Yeah.
0: I like that. That's a, that's a really good way of, of just really looking at life all together. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. So I have another question. How does social work impact your personal
1: family life? If it does at all. Um, Oh, well, we were a foster and adoptive family while when I worked at child welfare because we felt like my husband still works um at child welfare but we felt like we can complain about the system or we can try to see what's happening from our point of view so there I don't know that we would have ever done that we would have maybe been like oh that's not that doesn't affect us um instead of like okay let's yeah let's get our um let's get our hands in there and see um but we i mean it does affect who i am you know it's part of um my integrity and my i want to honor people for who they are and where they're at and so always seeing that um I had a situation Sunday night that punched me in the face and I, I was like, I'm a social worker. And I told my friend that, you know, cause she knows that we worked together for a quick minute at child welfare. But, um, yeah. so sometimes when you see that, that line and we were at children's and I've been there a million times with kids and her child, um, they are black and her child was treated totally different. I mean, I was just like, I so said, what just happened? And as yeah. a social worker, I felt like I should have seen that it was racism, but yeah. she said, that's racism, Jen. And I was like, why didn't I see that? And she's like, yeah. cause you're white. And I was like, but I'm a social yeah. worker. And she's like, it's two different things. Right. And so I think that, I mean, that shook me because I love, I love her son. And that shouldn't yeah. have happened, but it also shook me differently of I'm a social worker and I have to recognize and respect that more, if that makes sense. I have to respect okay. that somebody, you know, like I, I don't like when people say, I don't see color because you should. I mean, I say this as a white person talking to someone, right. That right, I I think I would have seen that differently. If I wasn't a social worker, I wouldn't still be, what can I do? You know? And I, I said that to my friend, I was like, okay, what can I do? Cause I can yeah. wear shirts. I can, you know, social workers love everybody. But if I'm not, I do feel like it impacts you, who you are and what you do. I don't have to social work everything. I wasn't in there social working him. I love him. He's my friend and my neighbor and our kids are friends, but I had my mom had on then. And so sometimes it's hard, like I should have seen that. So, I mean, it does impact both, both areas. And when I made my complaint, I, I did let him know I was a social worker. You know, if this is what I saw. Um, so I, guess it probably it it affects my advocacy and sometimes yeah. I advocate I advocate too much and so <laughs> as I've grown older I'm able to say do you want me to choose this battle and Rachel was like yes I do because it's not going to change unless you change it and I that's right and so it's nice that I can say master you know MSW behind it but I was a mom behind it too, you know. Yep. Of, and that and that was my my friend's kid, and that's my my. And when we left, my ten year old said, "Mom, I saw that," and that's what I was like. Wow, so um, so it is a dual. I mean, it becomes who you are, but it. I also don't want to. I'm not hyper vigilant and at work all the time, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah. but, and so I had to, and I was really, Rachelle said, you're my, you're my friend and a mom here. You're not a social worker and, or, you know, and I was like, you're right. So Mm. that, um, but to say, I have to have a boundary. It's not that it's just recognize this is your hut now, you know, so And I can wear them all at the same time. No, no, no. I just can't. Yeah. I could wear all the hats at the same time, but I'm not, um, I'm not going to be my best self if I don't do that. So, but I'm, I'm also not like in the store, like running over elderly people, you know, I'm a hospice social worker. I love patients with dementia, I think they are yeah. precious and yeah. and just they're funny and um so I think you do have a level of respect, but we're also human, all of us are and I have to I have to give myself that. Sometimes I forget that. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like I'm a social worker and and I'm not. I'm I'm a person too. So it's too Yeah. Where, where you, where you Did have that answer to see. your question?
0: No, it did. It did. Where you have to see where you when you pick okay. up your hat and you put it back down. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's perfect. No, that's really good. And sometimes sometimes it's hard to say, "Am I at work right now?" Because I'm not
1: necessarily. <laughs> right. I mean, when and when that nurse left, I looked at Jackson and he seemed upset. And I, I was like, buddy, you're not in trouble. And then I looked at his mom. I go, what just happened? Because he's this happy, funny, awesome human. And he was just stiff. And, and I, I was like, what? And so, yeah. and then when she mommed it to me, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, not, now let's put two and two together and find, and find right. some resolution because it's not okay. No, right. I like right. that. I like that. That's a really good point. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your best experience at, uh, uh, since you have become a social
1: worker. Um, you know, we, I think it's so great to see families that doing it on their own um and sometimes they'll still reach back out and say hey this is happening what do you suggest and I love Mm -hmm. that they are not asking me to fix it they're saying hey can you just walk me through this I don't want to get back to where I was or I don't want um that's the cool thing when you can say like oh wow they they're catching their own fish and they're just, yeah. I feel it's such an honor that they're asking me to c- come into their lives and their home and say, okay, here's my, you know, my assessment of it. Yeah. So I, love that. Um, I will say even with just hospice, you know, people are like, you're watching people die. That's not what we're doing. We're working with a family (laughs) and how beautiful it is when, usually when somebody's on hospice, they say, I'm ready to go. I want, I want to die on my own terms and getting to be there with them and their family while they surround them and they pass peacefully to their next journey is priceless. And it's sad that they're not here, but they're where they want to be you know a lot nice. of times their loved ones are passed on and but getting to walk that with them is amazing like wow. it is a gift of you know they're so vulnerable but i think it helps them to know too that this whole team is here helping them get where they want to be like not afraid to die yeah. and not afraid So I really enjoy, I enjoy that a lot with hospice.
0: Wow. And, you know, the funny thing is, or ironically, I would think for myself, it would be the polar opposite, right? Um, So so a long time ago, I used to be a dog walker or, you know, I used to care for dogs Uh and, um, we had me and my daughter, because she loves dogs. and She's just allergic, right? And so being a dog walker was our middle ground. And oh my God, we kept, we cared for this one dog. And uh, like for a while, anyway, he ended up dying on us. And oh my God, it was, it was a thing for me. And I was like, right. I can't do this anymore because he became like our family, you know? And I was right, like, right. Um, so, I would think it would be the polar opposite. But to hear you say, you're basically peacefully walking someone into the next dimension. Whereas, like, right. they know their fate, they know where they're going to go. And it's like, I just want to have peace with this. And it's such a beautiful feeling right. to say, hey, I walked with you and your family to want to make sure that you were comfortable in going where you were going, where, where you were wanting to go. And then your family had everything that they needed to make sure that even in the even when you passed on, that they were fully taken care of. Because um, sometimes, you know, especially well, I, I'll say for, 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 for my family or for uh, the African-American household, um, the average right sometimes it's it's the the grandmother who holds the family together and then once she passes on everybody kind of dissipates right. right where the family is just not as strong as they used to be but in from from your standpoint like people you go into people's homes you don't try to change anything you don't try to you know say hey you could do this better you, right you, you don't try to be their Jesus like my dad would say um you're more so you're more so just saying (laughs) hey this is this is (laughs) this is how we can all make this together and the fact even you know years down the line people still contact you and say hey this is what we're faced with what what do you think right and I I think that is that that's just an amazing peaceful feeling just to say that you walk people into peaceful situations
1: right yeah that that's the best part and then you know we had a patient pass last week and I told her her husband had just passed like three months before and I had never really thought of this song when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be and she was ready she's said the first place I want to live is in heaven second place I'll stay at my daughter's but I thought (gasps) she gets to rejoice and she was happy in that and her four adult kids were happy in that that she got to have that what a day of rejoicing because that's where she knew she wanted to go
0: wow wow that makes me rethink life I like it I like it Jennifer this this has been such an amazing interview. First off, thank you so much. I was not, um, I was not sure, you know, where the conversation <laughs> was going to go, but I knew that you just had a really good spirit, right? And I was like, let, oh, let, let's you. go, let's go for gold at this <laughs> point. Um, <laughs> and so I am just forever grateful. So. Before, before I end this, because I definitely want to um, keep 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 you on time uh, so I can be respectful of your time. Um, before I end this, I just have one last question. If you could share one piece of advice to someone who just has a passion for helping people, what advice would you give?
1: I... I think try it all. Um, don't you know? I I stayed at child welfare for twenty years, and I did a lot of different jobs. But maybe I should have tried something different sooner. Um, you know, I went from a really secure government position to working for a family company. And I love it. And so try everything. Try working with children. Try working with animals. Try and never stop learning. Like, um, and not not just like, I need continuing education, but um, really serving in your community and finding out what... Um, You know, one of my like first when Obama, before he even considered running for president, how he was a community organizer. And I was like, that's the person I want to be because he, he knocked on doors in his community and he made those changes in his community. And I always felt like he was more of a social worker than, um, so try everything, knock on doors in your community, do all of it what is it within your community and outside of your community? Like, what is it that drives you? And what oh. is it that where you find passion, you know, and it's not what I love about social work. It's not just, I've got to go see if these kids are safe and then I've got to go put them in a place they don't know. And, you know, it, it is um, so much other it's animals. It's, but find your passion. And if you, yes aren't sure, try something else. I mean, there's a million different things that you can do with social work. And that's what I wish maybe, I mean, I thought just doing that within the confines of my government pension, when in reality, there's so much more to that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like finding in your community and what is it that you what impact do you want to make what legacy do you want to leave behind and yeah. it's not i don't i don't i'm not jennifer brown social worker that's like the seventh thing i want to be Ooh. you know yeah it is kind of who i am but it's not that's not my legacy but i want to say i tried everything and i did everything i could yeah so if i were looking back on the newness i wish i would have tried other things sooner. But I'm not, I mean, I still can. You still can. I love
0: that. I love that. Absolutely. You still can. Um, Wow. Well, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And um, just in case you haven't heard it lately, like, thank you for, for, for really taking the time out to give and give wholeheartedly it's something that is not the easiest thing to do right um because sometimes you can start to think who am i right well well who are you not to right so so um i just wanted to say thank you in more ways than one and i hope well you thank have. you thank you